0: 50kgiveaway.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of June, 2019. In the studio today is is our crew beat writer, Jacob DeShield Myers, and joining us, a special guest today to upgrade on Kyle Robertson, who's on assignment. In his stead, we have with us Neil Sika, the dulc- dulcetist voice of the Columbus crew, SC. I should get that in there, too. Neil, thanks for joining us.
1: I'm glad you did, Mike. That makes all the difference, those last two letters.
0: Oh, they, you know that. <laughs> They should have an FC in there, too, and just do all of them. Just keep putting stuff yeah, in there.
1: Indeed. It's always great to talk to you
0: guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, that's NS, Neil Sika, and, and you're heading to the uh, uh, the community event out there on the West Side, are you not? The opening of the new mini pitch on the West Side?
1: Very much so, at uh, Eakin Elementary. That's where uh, Media Day was four months ago, so they're going to unveil it. And uh, couldn't have a better day for it, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and and that's where Kyle is, so tell him uh, him we we missed him and then start laughing. And
1: anyway, let's get
0: right to it. A crew has reached the midpoint, Jacob, 17 up, 17 down, 17 to go here. They're sporting a a record of, uh, they have five wins, they have 17 points, they're in 10th place. Uh, they have a goal differential of minus nine. They didn't help themselves in their last outing. They lost Sunday one to nothing at home to Sporting Kansas City, which posted its first road victory of the season. Um, and, and I'll throw this to to Jacob first. How much did that hurt? And and what
2: did you what did you make of what uh, what the coach and the players said coming out of it? I mean, I think it it was about as disappointing of a performance as you can get. they said for a few weeks since the last league game on June 1st that those two U.S. Open Cup matches were kind of building up to this and starting off well when they had three of the first four games after that two or three week break at home and to drop one like that 1-0 against another team who was injury depleted like the crew it, it was I think just about as disappointing as you can get and I think you kind of felt that in Caleb Porter's press conference, you know he he talked about how they how good they looked in the first half, and they certainly had a lot of chances there. That's really where they're at is a, a good team finished those chances, and, and they're just not finishing those now. So I I think it was you know maybe a low point from where they are right now.
0: Neil, uh, 16 goals for that is the second fewest number of goals for in the league. 25 against. Obviously, the problem isn't goals against. It's 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 they can't score. Only FC Cincinnati has has fewer goals, fourteen, and that's that's in the whole league. Is this is this purely injuries and uh, and and uh, Gold Cup uh, deployments and transfers, or is there something else there that that you're you're getting on your radar or, or picking up with your antennae? Or let me just throw in two or three more bad metaphors. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I I don't think it's bad, Mike. I think it's. We've kind of reached the law of diminishing returns. If you go back to last season, they set a franchise mark for times they were shut out, even with their full strength group. One in every three games. They've already been shut out seven times this year. And whether you are talking about the full strength lineup or guys who have played because of the injuries and the call ups, uh, it's still the same output and production. You know, the defense kept them alive early in last season. It was strong to start this year, as we know. And recently, you know, they have been leaking some goals. And when you fall behind by a goal, that feels monumental, just like it did on Sunday. Classic So, I think it's a problem that goes, yeah, it goes back to the last season and a half. And I think now that we've seen that and you're hitting a point where you're basically at the point of no return this season, you've got to maximize points at home, you know, there's going to be some changes. And when they come and how soon they come, we'll see this transfer window. And we'll definitely see what's coming in the off season too. But all they can hope for now is that they're taking advantage of full home points because after the next two weekends, they've only got five home games left, and it's, it's damn hard to win on the road in MLS, right? Uh, especially with a group like this, it's got one win in seven tries. So
0: yeah, they um, they they've won one of their last eleven games, one nine and one in their last eleven, and and six of those games have been shutouts. As you said, seven shutouts on the season. Um, what, what, Jacob, are the players saying saying about this? And we'll get to the coach in a second.
2: I think they're kind of saying, you know, as, as much as people don't want to hear about it, we're, we're talking about the same thing that we've been talking for for weeks, is they have moments where they look good and have moments where they don't, and they're being punished now in those moments. And, and that was a clear display of the one goal scored here. They had a really good first half, and I think I was sitting there confident that okay, they can at least get a point out of this, if not have be be in a good spot to get three points. I mean that was really a poor effort from Kansas City and and a a team that's dominated the crew at, for for a good amount of time here. Um, but I, I think what you're hearing is they just need to find a way, and uh, what, that's uh, you've been hearing it for a few weeks. But I, they seem at a, almost a loss for what they need to do, and and I think it's kind of affecting them mentally a little bit. Waylon Francis talked about that, how getting down one goal, you talked about it, Neil, it almost seems like a death knell for them in in games, Um, and Waylon Francis says that you think it's just mental right now, and they need to find a way to get out of it.
1: But Jacob wrote about it today, I said it on the air on Sunday, as simplistic as it sounds, their success comes when they score first. I mean, that's it. They've got one point when it's when they've fallen behind in every game. It has been that simple. Crazy to think, but that's the mental psychology of, of where this team is at right
0: now. Yeah, one one goal and done. Or one goal and they have some life. But one thing that's sort of stuck in my crock coming out of Caleb Porter's press conference post game on Sunday, um, or at least it didn't just it didn't ring well in my ear, is that uh, he this is a poor paraphrasing, but he said uh, when they executed the way we drew it up we looked good in the first half and then obviously there's the goal against which is uh mentally devastating to them and and then they take 20 minutes off um, and and uh you know as the coach I can't score again paraphrasing there's a there's a little of I'm getting signals from him of these aren't my guys this is not my team and it goes beyond uh uh, uh just the Players that are missing for Gold Cup or international duty, or or, or Zach Steffen, Steffen's case of transfer. Uh, there's, he says they have good spirit, and then they don't play well. And uh, that is, that's to me, that's not a coach standing by his players through thick and thin. It's sort of passing the buck from from the from the coaching's position and, and laying it on the players. Uh, that's overstating a little bit. He's uh, been much more subtle than that. I'm not, I don't want to throw him in the bu- under the bus altogether but it's a trend that, that I've, I've kind of picked up on that, that uh, is, is, is sort of rings hollow to me or is, is, is not the right way to go about the business, generally speaking. Um, it's not a question to either of you guys, just an observation by mine. And the fact of the matter is he did inherit this team, um, and these aren't his guys. That said, and despite the injuries and, and so forth, um, at the same time, this was a team capable of winning from from uh, from from the start of the season. Uh, Higuain Higuain's a big loss, obviously, and he may be done forever. But that said, this is a, this this team knew how to uh, uh, win enough games to make the playoffs. And to me, no matter what's happened, uh, they, they there's no excuse for for not being up higher than tenth place at this juncture in the season, especially after a four one and one start. Neil, without. Without taking on more of the incendi- incendiary uh, uh, uh sort of uh suggestions that 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 uh what i said entail uh, what is what is your view of the of the situation
1: tough question there no, it's a, lot, is... it's a lot to take in. I think I think everyone who's around this team is will be frustrated, and it's a head scratcher because even despite their goal scoring issues last year, they put together enough of a decent product playing the way they did Anderson, to get trying, in.
0: Trying circumstances as well.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, the last year and a half with they could have crumbled, and I've said this numerous times. Just in the face of. All that was going on around, and being able to hang in there, and I think there's a credit there that, that's still alive within the spirit of the team. So they're not they're not giving in. Well, it's easy to look at the math and say, "Hey, win a couple of games, you're back over the playoff line." But right, I was, gonna, I was I was going
0: to get to that. They're in tenth place, and that is sort of the standard thing you hear this time of year, even heading into August. You hear, never mind July, you hear, well, you win two games, that's six points, and all of a sudden you're right back in the hunt with two months to go.
1: That said, we're, we're, right. we'll continue on. Well, I look looking at the realization of the situation right now and where they sit, and you have the sixth-place team, I believe is 23 or 24 points. 23. And uh, game's in hand there, yes. So you're reali- realistically probably right now competing for that last spot, that seventh spot, with three or four other teams, and you're going to face one of those teams on Saturday. You're going to play them twice in two weeks. If you really are a playoff team, I've, I've said this for years, it's not really anything like uh, discovering fire, but you got to beat the teams that are below you in the standings or on par with you. It's the element of, of where I listen to people saying, hey, we're happy that the team has stayed, they're here I don't care what their record is. So what if they're struggling? Yes, they'll probably mold the roster in the way that they will see fit going forward. Because we know the owners want a winner. We know Caleb Porter is a winner in the past. Tim Vesvichinko is a winner. But all in all, it's not that hard, or it shouldn't be that hard, to hang around that 6th and 7th place spot in MLS and make the postseason. You've got more than a 50% chance in your conference to do so. The easiest way to do that, as I said before, is to start winning some home games. Feel some confidence. That was a wasted opportunity on Saturday. Kansas City's probably one of the best teams in the West when they're at full strength. They didn't take advantage of that. They've got to start doing it. Caleb Porter doesn't want to bring in must-wins yet, but I think regardless of who he has on the field, you know the execution's got to show. These are the pros. You know If you're going to stay up here and, get, and make a career out of it, you got to make plays when it matters, and they have to start doing that right now. They're still a, a way back in, but um, they're running out of options.
0: Top seven make the playoffs. Uh, New York City FC is in sixth place with 23 points, and they're plus six. Toronto is in seventh place. They're actually minus two. Uh, they have 19 points. So New York City FC, sixth place, 23. Toronto, uh, seventh place, 19. Chicago, eighth place, 19 points. Orlando, uh, ninth place, 18 points. The crew in 10th with 17. Right behind him, the Revolution with 16. Taking up the rear uh, in the east is, is Cincinnati with 11 points and a minus 21 differential. But, Jacob, speaking to what uh, Neil's, Neil has is, is brought up here, Orlando is here on, on Saturday. Yep. And, and, and that is, that is. I mean, they are right above
2: you in the standings one point ahead. And they're going to be without Harrison Awful and David Akam, who Caleb Porter just told the media, including myself, at training today that David Acamo was a grade one hamstring strain, injured it, in what, the 13th minute, went out early, and he'll be out, they hope, for a couple of weeks. He called it a minor injury. So they're going to be without their two fastest players and then, you know, Will trap Jossie Zardes, Higuain. Win the game! I'm not, I'm not arguing with no, you. No, they I, they I, should get some points before you. this. Uh, and I'm not
0: I, arguing with you. After that, they're at Salt Lake on July 3rd and then turn right around on July 6th with Seattle at home. And and we're going to get to Ziggy in a minute.
2: And they got 10 road games the rest of this way. So not only are they in a hole in terms of behind and under the line, they're in a hole in terms of they've lost 4 games at home and need to find a way to get those points back on the road, which has been something this roster has struggled with.
0: Uh to me it's it's uh there's some built-in excuses. I hate to see anyone leaning on them. That, that, I think that's where I am. Uh you know, in the world of uh, some of the things that we, we know coaches and, and some of the things they'd say and not say. and uh, uh, The leaning on excuses uh, is, is uh, publicly is, is, is unsettling to me. Uh, it's not me, it's them sort of thing, and that, that kind of sticks in my craw. Also, it's something I brought up in the past is, you know, they had a mo- lot of momentum coming out of Save the Crew and then start 4-1-1, and and you think, okay, uh, this is a team that should win and is winning. Um, you know, it's been a playoff team. And, and uh, the wheels have fallen off. Um, granted, there, there are some legitimate reasons, uh, but I, I hate to see him lean on him so hard, you know. Uh, uh, anyway, Neil, uh, you must be looking forward to this game on, on, uh, on, uh, against Orlando when, when Ziggy will be uh, inducted. Ziggy Schmidt, the late coach of the crew, uh, the Seattle Sounders, LA Galaxy, um, and UCLA uh, a soccer a Hall of Famer uh, a man very near and dear to the hearts of crew fans after he took the team from an awful place in its history to a MLS Cup in 2008 um, was just here Neil uh, for the reunion last fall uh, before his uh, his heart troubles uh, immediately after that started to hamper him once again and he, he passed away in December and um, he will be inducted into the cruise Ring of Honor, uh, deservedly so, joining uh, uh, Brian McBride and, and Frankie Hayduk. Your, your thoughts on that, and how much are, are you looking forward to this this celebration?
1: Very much so, Mike. Uh, as you were just referencing, when he was back for the 10-year anniversary of MLS Cup, he didn't look well to me. I didn't really get to to talk to him a lot. It was hi and hello. The last real good conversation we had was uh, when he was here with the Galaxy uh He had just taken over the team, and they were in a complete mess. Um, But I can't help but think of all the elements we were talking about Sunday in the Kansas City game and how he's impacted pretty much everyone who is important in terms of being on both sidelines. Peter Vermees, U-20 assistant coach for him, some Mike Lapper the night before, Brian Bliss, Caleb Porter, and their battles, um, Portland and Seattle. You can't think of the man and not – not help, though, that he's had an imprint on pretty much every young soccer coaching career, not only in, in this league, but a good part of the national sense, and always made time for you. I was still very green, learning the game in 07 when I took into the radio spot, um, and he was always open to asking questions. He never uh, was one to, to shy away or make me sound like I was looking stupid if I had something to ask, and Katie Withham was reminiscing with us on Inside the Crew about that yesterday, and Uh, how we were both cutting our teeth at the same time so we always had time for you always had advice and it's just heartbreaking to know he went so quickly right after uh, we saw him so recently but if you talk to anyone who was at the memorial out in manhattan beach uh, they said it was wonderful and it was long and and rightfully so and um, gone too soon we know that but uh, never forgotten and uh, righteous honor here coming up on Saturday with uh, with an important game on the line. And I know a lot of people are going to be back uh, from that staff. And um, I hope uh, the tribute is is fitting. I know it will be through the fans and, and the ceremony itself.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful man. Have you heard from any ex players? I- I'm about to make some rounds of calls heading into it. Um, but has anyone reached out to you, Neil?
1: I know Mike Lapper will be there. Uh, Robert should be there. I haven't talked uh, to anybody from the 08 team that may be. Working their way back, but uh, Lapper just finished his run with um, the, the Revolution and was going to stay on Arena staff. But wanted to be back in Columbus. And uh, Robert, of course, very close with Diggy So yes, um, I know those two for sure. But hopefully, hopefully, there will be more. I'm sure we'll we'll get some names as, as the week gets closer to Saturday.
0: All right. I mean, we're we're winding down here. A- anything you want to throw in here, Neil? That uh, obviously uh, I'm not the pro. You are when it comes to this spoken voice stuff you know I try my best well, <laughs> this is a humble program
1: all, all, all I'll say is this it's, look at Colorado and how their season began and now they're unbeaten in six and they simplified things and using their speed and defending on the counter I mean, they were they were pushovers same with San Jose now the crew spell has been a little bit longer but they've shown some good soccer they just you know it's a matter of And ugh, I said this earlier the talk is cheap Jonathan Mensah said, if the talk is cheap, get a result, build from there. I thought they were in a pretty good state of mind coming even out of the Open Cup loss to Atlanta. If you beat Orlando and then you set yourself up with two big games against the West, just take the simple one-game approach at a time. We're going to know about this team's season and where they're going to sit, and if there's going to be soccer in late October and November, probably by the end of July, maybe even sooner, I agree, depending on how the stretch goes. But yeah, this next month is the most pivotal of the season. We're right in the crosshair, so... Buckle up, for it, and, and hopefully that that good base of what we've seen from time to time expands, and they can they can find a couple of wins in there to keep it going.
0: Well, thanks, Neil. We'll let you go, and and uh, we appreciate you joining us here, uh, Jacob, and I'll finish. Thanks, Neil. We'll see you, We'll see you soon,
1: gentlemen. Always oh, my favorite to talk with you. We'll, uh, we'll catch this Sorry, soon. you soon. Thank you.
0: What a gentleman, uh, Jacob. We should we should uh, <laughs> sort of wrap things up on on uh, you know not only the timing the So Orlando Saturdays, uh, they're at Salt Lake on July 3rd, um, and then Seattle at home July 6th, and then the international transfer window opens on the 9th.
2: Yep, and there's already been rumors out there about a Costa Rican winger, Luis Diaz. Uh, I haven't been able to confirm anything, but, I mean, there was a report in a Costa Rica media outlet that essentially the coach of is it Herediano, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, where Diaz currently plays, basically confirm that Diaz is coming here. I haven't had anyone um, that, that I know talk to me about that um, on background, but in the club obviously won't comment until maybe a deal's done. But it sounds like something's getting close to being done.
0: And there's also a possibility of a keeper um, uh, coming from Europe maybe sweden i've heard something on the grapevine there uh so we'll we'll keep our ears open and uh and our eyes open too i guess otherwise we'd be falling down uh which we do very well anyway uh, as evidenced, the wrap on this show which i'll i'll leave you now before i butcher it anymore thank you for joining us for jacob myers uh at jacob underscore myers 25 and and underscore 25 underscore 25 excuse me and for uh, Patrick Flaherty at the Podfather 2, I'm um, at Michael A. Race 1. This has been the soccer speakeasy for June 26th, and we'll talk to you again soon, probably next week, and we'll get Kyle back in here. To We need a striker. It's pretty clear. Anyway, thanks for joining us.